It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Don't have much to say here today. Let's get right into it. Got a heritage moment, of course, it being a Wednesday. Talk about the best solo activities, the best things to do by yourself. Fortune 500 businesses, the goat of bar games, a type of snobs. Shauna is a self-admitted type of this snob. I am. A ridiculous product that was advertised to me on social media just recently. A funny clip from the Blue Jays broadcast featuring our friends Buck Martinez and Dan Shulman. I wouldn't consider Dan Shulman a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I I extra razz on him, but yeah. Uh, We haven't talked about this. Is it a scandal, this thing with Trudeau singing? Before the Queen's funeral, singing karaoke. We'll get into that a bit. Uh, first, you're out of context clip of the show. If you can't handle me at my most incarcerated, <laughs> then you don't deserve me at my out on parole. Okay? V and S in 20 minutes or less. My boyfriend went to a market on the weekend and sent me some signs that he saw at this market. This is a new type of white girl chick sign, Beckler. Uh, this is something that I've never really encountered before, but they are biker white girl chick sayings. Biker white girl sayings. Yes. Yes, so I'm just going to read them out to you and you can understand this. One says, man wanted, must be able to tune engines, polish chrome, look good in leather, and cooking is a plus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, I know, I know, it says, um, if you want to be happy for a day, have a drink. Happy for a year, get married. If you want to be happy for life, buy a motorcycle. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> Being a biker means a life behind bars. Okay, that one's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do they mean like 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 up at a bar where you get a drink or like like in bars jail? of your of your bike handlebars? Handlebars. Okay. You know. I mean. Yeah. Either- I really interpreted it as someone was going. <laughs> Look, if you're going to be with me, you got to accept the fact that I am going to be in and out of jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, that was. If, I mean, if you can't handle me at my most incarcerated, <laughs> then you don't deserve me at my out on parole okay (laughs) that is the visual that it kind of gets right and in fact the sign itself had that had the visual of actual bars to give you this idea so it's true i mean that's true all right uh the last one okay and this one's real real deep four wheels move the body two wheels move the soul oh wow i know look at that to jail move the soul (laughs) to jail yeah you know who's buying this this kind of stuff, tough chicks named Tanya. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. And I just, yeah. I, every time I, I hear those, I want, oh, yeah. Big, big fans of My Darkest yeah, Days, that kind Tanya. of music. <laughs> Tanya's got all I'm these. Tanya. <laughs> I don't even know how to do a rating for this. Like, how many rhinestone biker gloves out of 10 do these get? I don't. You know? Yeah. That's a tough one. I, I'm new to the, I'm new to the genre, just, so I'm right, like, maybe not the best to to rate it. How many spiked pumpkin spice lattes? Like I don't even know. It just needs a little more edge to these ratings, right? Yeah. Than usual. So I don't know. How but. many birthday strip teases done to porn star dancing by My Darkest Days out of ten does this one get? <laughs> How many slightly just too how aggressive many tanyas, you know, just How many Tanyas? B and S in 20 minutes or less. We actually haven't talked about this story yet. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but uh, the, the Prime Minister singing Bohemian Rhapsody in yeah. London this past weekend. Mm. So if you missed it, uh, he was there, of course, as part of the Canadian delegation for the Queen's funeral on Monday. And the night before, two nights before, 
Um, there was a bit of a sing-along in the lobby of the hotel where they're staying at. Yep. Uh, he was accompanied on the piano by a, a well-known Canadian pianist. And uh, someone filmed it and put it on social media. This is the clip. clip was met with mixed reactions. Mm. Many people felt it was disrespectful and embarrassing for the head of our country to behave like that in public when he's there for a funeral right. as part of the Canadian delegation. And others felt it wasn't a big deal, that he had performed his duties while he was there as required, and that this this clip is from an evening that clearly had more of like a, a wake feel to it, yeah. more of a celebratory feel. Do you have an opinion on this story, Shauna? Do you have a... I don't see do why a, it's a big deal, to be honest. No? However, I am also somebody who said, like, for my funeral, I want it to be a giant party, and I want you to send me off a cliff on know, fire on skis. on fire on skis yeah so obviously that's my view of of funerals and things but i mean i think i'd be more creeped out if he was hiding in a corner with like a black veil crying for two days you know what i mean like if i saw that i'd be like okay give it a rest at that point i'd be like that's too much you know like you don't really know her i understand you're there for a funeral but that would alarm me a little more than i think him just going out to a bar and ha- happened to, I don't know, sing Bohemian Rhapsody that night. The most scathing take I saw was from Sid Sixero. Am I saying his name right? Never know. Sixero, yeah. Sixero, yeah. Um, but he was on TV the other morning just going off on the Prime Minister and saying, like, you're there on a, on a, on a state-funded trip. Mm. You know, the funeral has four Mounties leading the procession at the front of it, and then he's, like, in a T-shirt singing like a goof. Yeah. And it's... But he, that wasn't at the funeral. He it was wasn't at that, the funeral. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, at the funeral. That's where I struggle with it. But it also wasn't in private. Yes. It was. This is true. So was it a mistake? Yeah. I'm I'm kind of where you are, Shauna. Like of all the things that our prime minister has done yeah. and gotten away with, uh-huh. this barely registers to me. This is like, this is small potatoes compared to some of the things that should have cost him more than it did. This is just the kind of um, stuff that, again, with like with social media, we're just seeing more of it now. And it's like, again, he's not on duty doing this. He's not doing this during the funeral. I struggle to see why this is... It's also not on vacation, though. Mm-hmm. He's there this representing this country. Yeah, but he's just... I mean, again, he's going out. You know, like, he's just... He's out. He's having a beer. He's on morning. Yeah, maybe singing was a little too far. He is a former drama teacher, though, so he probably couldn't help himself. You know what bothered me the most about it? His choice of song. Yeah. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody at this point is... Uh, how long is the uh, song? Like, how long did people have to listen to him sing it? Like, if you go to karaoke and someone starts Bohemian Rhapsody, that's a groaner, isn't yep. it? You're like, come on. Yeah. What, did someone already do Don't Stop Believing by Journey? So oh, he had to go man. down the list to the next most beaten to death karaoke? karaoke song that's I know. what i was most upset about uh, that, it's six minutes long six minutes oh terrible song selection yeah, that's what i'm mostly it's true mad about bns in 20 minutes or less so it turns out that segment lost us a listener shauna someone tweeted at us you lost me this morning discussing justin trudeau shameful he needs to go and his actions were inexcusable shame on you okay whoops uh, and then I responded to her. I was like, I just think that, you know, compared to the things he's gotten away with, this one barely registers. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of energy thinking about it, you know? Yeah. If he survived SNC-Lavalin and Blackface and We Charity and Brenda Lucky and yep. all, all these other ones, I don't think this is going to do it. And they said, weak. Bye. Okay. That we were... 
very disrespectful. So, uh, don't get me wrong. Hmm. We are uh, open to dialogue, and when people have criticisms, we take it seriously. But when your response is just weak, it's tough to kind of continue on with that discussion. Yeah, it's just, just like, like hear something you don't like, and then yeah, take off. Okay. Well. All right. Sorry. But, there's there's always going to be room at the table if you want to come back someday. Yeah, and I don't even think they like really got the gist of what at least what I was trying to say. But, no, but uh, with politics, that is how it goes, right? People will hear what they want to hear sometimes, and it's tough because, yeah, I mean, again, and it's because people are passionate, and that's a good thing. It's good to be passionate, um, but it's tough sometimes because you're like, okay, but you got to listen and not just assume things from what you hear. But Well, maybe so, they'll change their mind and come on back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye for now. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So, Beckler, we talk often about Blue Jays commentators Buck Martinez and Dan Shulman, right? We love Buck. Yeah. Dan, you're not so crazy on. Well, it used to be Buck and Pat, and I loved them. And then Dan came along, he sounds like a bit a bit like a robot to me. Okay, doesn't show a ton of emotion, tends to sometimes state the obvious. There's just something about Dan Shulman that I'm not a big fan of, okay? And there aren't many people that I'm not a big fan of. Hilariously, though, a Twitter friend of ours recently sent us a little clip from Buck and Dan, who were commentating on the Jays game. And, well, it's just Dan being true Dan, okay? So what was happening was there was a player who was coming up to, to bat, just had an awful swing, okay? And then Dan just states the obvious. So just to have a listen here. First batter, Manuel Margot, two for three. Best swing at that first big slider for bats. Good pickup, Dan. <laughs> so even Buck is. <laughs> Good pickup, Dan. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Not his best swing, clearly. <laughs> Not, clearly, nothing it was, against past you, Shulman. It was, it was awful. Like it was such a bad swing, dude. It was just like the most obvious thing he could have said at that point. And I just love that Dan full out or Buck rather full out called him on that just one more time. <laughs> His best swing at that first big slider for bats. Good pickup, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dan laughed. Dan laughed. He showed emotion. Okay. He recognized humor. I suppose oh, he's he did, growing. Just you know, he's growing. Yeah, just. <laughs> We're watching the sport of baseball. Thanks, Dan. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got an ad yesterday on Instagram, a, one of the sponsored ads in the story, uh, for a fiber supplement designed to improve bowel health. And the name of this thing. Hmm, you know, you're was, getting old when. You're getting fiber supplement getting ads. Fiber supplement ads. It was, anyway, all, it was yeah. all young people in the ad, but the name of the product was the Colon Broom. And I was like, oh come on, man. God. No, you can't you can't say what that. What an awful visual that is. <laughs> you can't be saying stuff like that. Oh man. You can't, be, can't be calling your product the, the colon, colon broom. Nope. That's outrageous. You can't do that. And the ad was it was a quick video of this like, like I said, this young girl smiling and she was laughing at her her, her computer. I don't know, she read something on her computer and she's laughing at it. I thought you were with, gonna say she was laughing at her colon. No. I was like, wow, okay. With the caption when I find out that Colon Broom is doing its biggest sale. Oh my God. She's, she's laughing. She's having so much fun at the thought of sweeping out her colon. Hey, God. Oh. I just picture a miniature Dick Van Dyke up there. Just chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chimney. I pictured a chimney sweep too. Your, <laughs> oh, it's just messy over here. Let's get this poop out of here and just on we go. Yeah. Just, my mind went exactly oh to Dick Van Dyke God, too. Oh my God, just Dick Van Dyke in your bit, bum. A little miniature one just out there sweeping it out, you know? Oh, oh been my cleaned in, God. In ages. Oh. <laughs> sweeping out your colon. You need no. to do this more often. 
That's disgusting. Lordy B. You can't say that. No, you can't buy. You can't call your product the colon broom. I'm upset with it. No, I'm just gonna picture Dick Van Dyke in my toilet. Like, are you out of there yet? Or? No, I can't come oh, out there tonight. He went. I got plans. I'm, I'm just gonna sweep out my colon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just gross. <laughs> Me and Van Dyke oh. together. I'm just saying. Oh. VNS in 20 minutes or less. When it comes to your idea of what's safe and not, Beckler, in in terms of extreme activities, let's say, where do you draw the line? For myself or yes. for like my kids? For you. Uh, for me? And I was talking to some friends recently, and this is why I'm wondering. And as you know, I'm a bit of an adrenaline seeker. But I will draw the line at things that aren't commercially marketable. I've realized that about myself. So, for example, I'll skydive because it's it's basically marketed to the masses. And I'm like, well, it's generally safe. Of course, there's always freak accidents and there will always be. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, because it kind of advertises to the general public and it... Yeah, I kind of see that as generally safe. You know, when it comes to roller coasters, for example, same thing. No issue with any roller coaster. You could give me the most extreme roller coaster in the world, but I'm like, if it's in a theme park, for example, it's pretty damn safe. Otherwise, that thing wouldn't be there. And again, there's freak because accidents. Because there are safety standards and totally. inspections. And, and you know that there's insurance and stuff that you have to get through. So generally. Right. Whereas like something like cliff diving yeah. is... Well, I mean, your boyfriend's cliff. I think you do a bit of cliff diving either way. But... <laughs> Just go off into the mountains okay, and cliff dive. too early for people. <laughs> that's a good joke. To get it. That that's, is, a, that's a great joke. Okay, that's fine. You, you've to- cliff talked laughing. about cliffs before. Okay, okay. Anyway. Right. If you go off into the mountains and find a cliff somewhere, that's not sanctioned. That is yeah. much more reckless. Thing. Exactly. Is that what you're th- okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. These days, I'm much more careful than I used to be because I have three people relying on me right. so my extreme days are behind me for sure that's fair um it's funny because i don't like i don't consider ro- roller coasters extreme at all no they're not dangerous like for- they're not but it's on but so i don't know where i would even draw the, the line at extreme like they're skydiving thrilling. i suppose is extreme because you're like you're coming out of a plane but again it seems safe to me like i don't even know if i would consider it that ex- like squirrel suits that's extreme. That's something that I wouldn't do because I'm relying on myself and there's so much that I feel can go wrong and like, chances Like yeah, the can. wingsuit flying? The wingsuit flying, yeah. Does it does it differ? Or does it change if you're in a different country? Mm. Like what if you're in a part of the world where the, where the safety standards aren't quite as stringent? Yeah. You know, like what if you're at a place where, oh, look at the big, this big bungee jump and you're like, I don't know, man. Like who's checking this out? It who's, is true. Does that change? I have done things in other countries and I have thought of that before where I'm like, mm, maybe not as smart. Yeah, it, that definitely, I think the, the level of, of fear goes up just a little bit because mm-hmm. of that. But uh, again, overall, I'm like, well, if they get good reviews globally, then they're probably mostly okay. VNS in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> we were cracking up on the air the other day because I had mentioned how, how much I love the beautiful fall colors at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And you and you kind of crapped on me. You I were did. like, you mean color? Yes. Just yellow. Do you see these? Trees turning here? Do you see yes. any other colors outside of yellow? or Not these ones specifically, but there are trees in the city that do turn color. Are there? Yeah, like some of the ornamental ones and stuff you can get. Like one or two of them? <laughs> like the, Generally, the, the, the trees here turn yellow. Like if you look around, right, 99.9% of the trees will turn yellow. And that what's is wrong the color. with yellow? Nothing, nothing. Yellow is lovely, but when you say colors... I'm like, well, really, it's one. There are different shades of green and yellow and brown. All of the different shades of yellow. I forgot. Right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. You are a full on. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's light yellow and snob. dark yellow and you're a foliage beautiful. snob. I am a little You're bit of a Ontario-born, 100% foliage snob. And I never I realized know. it until you said that, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you even crashed on larch season out there. It's different. No, we've laughed about larch season before. It's beautiful. Again, the larches are beautiful. Don't get me wrong; they're lovely to go and see. I understand that, but again, it's it's one color. They turn yellow. As opposed to in Ontario, they turn multicolors. Well, There's many different colors. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you say they turn all these different beautiful colors, I'm like, mm. oh, yellow leaves. I won't even turn my head for anything less than red. <laughs> That's it, really. It is just turning yellow, then it's dying. <laughs> Why even bother changing color at all if they're only going to be yellow? <laughs> if the leaves. Don't turn rainbow colors and dance to my feet like a fairy tale. I'm not interested. <laughs> well, see, I'm from Eastern Canada, a Pandora of autumn colors, a proper Fantasia of fall foliage. It's true, though, <laughs> for real. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Have we discussed the goat of bar games yet, Beckler? Mm, okay. The greatest like of all time when it comes games? To, to parlor games, yes. And I'm thinking like darts, pool, uh, there's that ring game that yeah, you know you throw yeah. the ring at the wall. I, I want to eliminate any electronic games or video games. Like I don't so want Golden Tees out. Golden Tees out. Big Buck Hunters out. Just the OGs, the ones where you don't need electricity to operate them, okay. essentially. Fair enough. Um and I was just thinking about this recently because uh there was a game that I was playing darts and I was just like this is a fantastic, fantastic game. I'm always somebody who likes to have activities when I'm at the bar. Like, I don't like just sitting around and drinking. If there's yeah. something to do, a game, it's great. So I agree with you. Yeah, if you can be doing something, that's way better. Got thinking about the goats. Would it be darts? <sighs> pool, I mean, billiards is the other one. That's... Uh, maybe, maybe pool? Except I think... You... <laughs> I was going to say, I think a pool might beat darts for me. You need so much space to play pool properly, okay. right? Even like... That's fair. T- people who have tables in their basements. Like, you need a pretty big basement to play That's properly. True. You ever played someone's house where there's like a dead corner where you can't... Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring a little cue out because there's no room. Very true. <laughs> okay, what about the stump game? Uh, have you, you played the stump game before? Like where you hammer the nail in? Yes. Yeah, but you don't often see that at bars. No, and I think it should be at more bars, to be honest. There are a couple bars here that uh, I've been told have the stump game, and I think it's more popular in other cities than it is here. But the stump game is one of the best. Like I'd still consider that primarily a campground game. Okay. Kind of like ladder golf, also yeah. known as horse balls. What about or... ski ball? And ski ball to me isn't a it's more of an arcade game. Yeah. It's, okay. It's more of like a carnival game even. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Huh. Um shuffleboard would be Whoa. I forgot about shuffleboard. Shuffleboard's pretty good. Shuffleboard. We have some friends. We have some friends up in Edmonton who have a shuffleboard tournament every year. Yes, and they're big wrestling fans, so they do it up like, like WWE. It's got, it's sponsored Everybody's by like a whiskey Luchador company. Masks and it's insane. I saw a yeah. table. I saw a cage match, a steel cage match. This is shuffleboard we're talking about. Yeah. Where both guys were bleeding by the end of it. Oh so. my god. <laughs> Yeah, shuffleboard is phenomenal too, and that is one that it's kind of exclusive to the bars, right? Like you don't—that's not a campground game. You can't. I'm not really mobile. I'd say it's even more popular at like legions, yeah, and old like old folks Which, halls and stuff, right? You know, for me, my personal favorite. Yeah, set me up with some old folks, and that's the type of game yeah. that I love. Yeah. So air hockey is electric electronic. You wouldn't consider that to be one. No. Foosball? Foos, yeah, foosball could be up there. Foosball's a big foosball one. Foosball could be up there, yeah. Would you count ping pong? 
yeah, it's not electronic, so you could. It's also an Olympic sport. Yeah. The other ones aren't. It's true. Maybe we have to roll that one out. Also, not many bars have ping pong because... You're chasing the ball all over the place. Yeah, and you're getting balls and everywhere. Yeah. Balls are going everywhere, and people don't necessarily like that. So. That's right. Yeah. Man, I'd probably have to go with darts or, or, or pool. The pool takes up so much space, so for so that reason... darts. And even just like the following that darts has professionally. Yeah, you're right. And the point of entry, I mean, it's low to play. Yeah, you can pay. have it anywhere, basically. Yeah. Yeah. However many feet between the line okay. and the dartboard. I'm going to go with darts as the goats of bar, the goat of bar games. I'd have to say I, I can't disagree with you. BNS in 20 minutes or less. It's kind of amazes me that we still get Fortune 500 business submissions. I know. The Fortune 500 is our list of local businesses with great puns in their names. Because mm-hmm. you would think all the good ones in the city would have been submitted to us by now. You would We've think so. been doing this for a while. Yeah. And the good ones stand out. But just yesterday, we got two great ones. Yes, we did. Do you want to do the first one? The first one is an Indian food restaurant, or an Indian restaurant, I guess, called Cloud Non. <laughs> so instead of Cloud Nine, Perfect. Cloud Non. Non bread. How... Um, that was from friend of the show, Jared, on Twitter. And Jared was saying that it's right on 17th Ave, and he knows that I live right down. And I, I pass that street every single day. I drive down 17th every single day. We're sitting on 17th Avenue right now. And I have not seen that one nope. yet. I'm embarrassed. But that's awesome. Cloud that's Non? Cloud Non. Tremendous. Yes. The other was from friend of the show, Courtney. Uh, and this, once again, comes from the world of porta-potties, which we have discussed. Seems to have a lot of them. It's a pun mecca. Uh, oh, yeah. Dogs is number one. Yes. Dogs is the is the, the era of biz, area of business with the most pun Puns. names. Yep. Uh, then, like, probably beauty projects, products and stuff? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Salons and, and salons that Salons and thing. that sort of thing. Yeah. And then uh, third would probably be porta-potties. Yep. And this is a company here in town that rents porta-potties. They are called Straight Flush. Again. Great pun. Simple. Great, great pun. pun. Straight to the point. Both Fortune 500 yeah. businesses. Welcome to the list. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. My boyfriend Cliff was asking if it's worse or better to golf by yourself versus go to a movie by yourself. I was just like, what do you mean worse or better? Like, what's the big deal here? But he was saying that he was talking to some friends and he was thinking about going golfing by himself because he has a membership to this course that's right by his place. Yeah. And he said it was nice in the evening and he was like, maybe I should just go golfing by myself. But he was like, I feel I feel really awkward doing that. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm not a golfer, but I think it'd be quite peaceful, wouldn't it? It sounds like a great thing to do by yourself, especially like, as he said, if you just want to do nine holes and it's nice middle of the, you know, evening or sometime in the, in the autumn, Mm -hmm. why not? Yeah. It got me thinking about good solo activities like that though. And here's the thing. When he was talking about movies by yourself, I know tons of people who go to movies by themselves. Yeah, and that one's always kind of surprised me that people are hesitant to do it. It because, makes more sense. Yeah, because you can't talk during the movie anyway, so you might as well just go and yes, and enjoy it. I went and saw Dune by myself, and it was great. Last time I, I went to the it. movies, I went with three of my friends. We chatted before the movie. Then we didn't chat really during the movie, because you can't. And then after the movie, everybody had to go back home. So I was like, really? I feel like I actually visited with you for about four minutes of this whole experience. The rest of the time, you're watching the damn movie. So It's such a weird date activity to me, too, for that reason. Because Mm -hmm. you're not going to really get to know the person any better when you're watching the movie. You can't talk. Let's be honest. It's because you don't want to go and... You know, do a little macking on your lover when you're a teenager. The, the movie theater is the perfect place to do that, right? That's where I think the whole date movie thing comes from. Macking so on your lover. When you're lo- that is an old lady thing to say. <laughs> that, I purposely tried to come up with the oldest one I could. Necking would be even more so. Necking with your Necking sweetie. with your, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I like going for just like a beer by myself. Do you? Yeah, to go sit at a nice, like a, like a cool place and uh, do a little work on the show, have a beer. I find that to be super relaxing. See, I never do that. No? The only time I'll do that is if a friend is working at the bar or something, and then I'll go and kind of have a beer and visit with them. But I've mm-hmm. never really done that, and that sounds like a great thing to do, too. You ever gone to a concert by yourself? I was just going to say, I have a bunch of friends who swear by going to a concert by themselves. And I mean, I suppose that too makes sense, especially if you're really into the band and you don't want the distraction of somebody else, you know? Yes. And unless you're going with someone who is equally as into yes. that band, sometimes you just need to be by yourself to fully appreciate it. Totally. So going yep. to a concert by yourself is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone on one solo hike and I it, I was kind of like freaked out the whole time. Yeah. that's Because you're just, you know, it's too quiet. I'm like, a bear is going to eat me for sure. Yeah, so it's funny because even I went on a bike ride by myself when I was staying out in Canmore, and same thing because I was going on all the paths where the bears always are, and I was like, "Hmm, this time of morning, I don't know if this is the wisest thing I could do." Hmm. I think I told you about my friend in Australia who, when one of the, one of the Harry Potter movies came out, and he wanted to go see it, none of his friends would go with him, and he was so worried about being seen there by himself that he bought a clipboard and a light that attached to his hat. Okay. And he sat there and pretended to be reviewing the movie. My God. <laughs> I was like, you got to get out of your own head, man. That would draw like, the attention to you way more than if you didn't have a friggin' clipboard. Right. Just some some person sitting there by them. Maybe because he thought it was like a movie more for kids, but lots of people like Harry Potter. So yes, I love Harry Potter. That's movie. silly. <laughs> it's That's pretty silly, isn't straight it? Straight silly. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Patty Nolan was one of Calgary's most notorious lawyers. He was born in Ireland and came to Calgary in his 20s, arriving here in the 1880s. Despite leaving his home country, he was proud of his Irish heritage. In fact, he claimed to have been born on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Many found it odd that he left home at all, given that he had achieved distinction as a law student in Ireland and won the gold medal for oratory. He booked passage to Canada on impulse and wound up in this tiny village known as Calgary. Nolan wanted to see the Wild West, where he'd heard, quote, Texas Longhorns roamed the streets by day, and men figured they weren't decently dressed until they had revolvers loaded and hanging in their belts. He was a lawyer who quickly gained a name for his sense of humor. He became known as the court jester, making jokes within the Calgary courts regardless of circumstance, even if he was representing murderers and thieves. He was 27 years old when he arrived here, and he always felt a draw toward helping other Irish immigrants. In fact, he viewed Calgary as his home away from home, saying, it's going to be bigger than Dublin someday, at a time when Calgary's population was less than 4,000. He remarked that at the time, Calgary was more than a quarter Irish, and about half of those who ran the town had Irish names. He even thought Calgary should be renamed Little Dublin, as he truly felt the Irish overtook Calgary. He became known as a lawyer who criminals would flock to, as somehow his sense of humor in court worked in his favor. His court performances even allowed him to take up amateur acting roles, in which he garnered favorable reviews. Patty's clients included prostitutes, bootleggers, and horse thieves. He saw himself as a friend of the working man, sometimes taking a wagon full of liquor out to the miners in the foothills and drinking with them. His drinking became legendary and likely strained his relationships with his family. His son Henry was the first Albertan appointed to the Supreme Court of Canada and sat on the Tokyo War Crime Tribunal, but rarely spoke of his father. Patty Nolan died of a heart attack at the Ranchman's Club in 1913, but by then had solidified his place as one of Canada's most infamous frontier lawyers. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. 
You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.